a lot of attorneys are like, you know what? I don't care if they're comfortable or not. We're meeting in person, you know? Okay. That's not going to help you out with your business development. Let me tell you right now, that's not going to help you out with that person liking you or trusting you. You do have to start out with being compassionate because everybody has different situations. You're listening to Be That Lawyer, life-changing strategies and resources for growing a successful law practice. Each episode, your host, author, and lawyer coach, Steve Fretzen, will take a deeper dive, helping you grow your law practice in less time with greater results. Now, here's your host, Steve Fretzen. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Be That Lawyer. I hope you're having a lovely day. I am absolutely destroyed. I did three presentations this morning before one o'clock and my brain is a little scrambled. So you're going to have to deal with that. And one of the ways that I can unscramble my brain better now than ever is in introducing my guest today. This guy and I just ham it up as often as we can and we love it. This is Gary Johnson. He's the president of J2 Marketing Consultancy and he's also the first second guest I've had. Now, if that made sense. The first, second guest. Yes. It's better than the two-timer. It's better than the two-timer. That's what you were to me before, but now we're friends. Then now you're the first second guest. Anyway, Gary, do me a solid and give a little background on yourself and what you do and even some of the charitable work you do, because that's impressive. Let us know what's up. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you, Steve, for allowing me to be your first two-timer. No, I love our friendship. You know, what I do is I help attorneys to grow their book of business, very similar to you. I mean, we do so many of the similar things and Our processes and our philosophies are so much in alignment that it just enables us to have these great conversations together. And it's teaching attorneys what to actually do to actually build their business, because there's a lot of things that people can do in marketing. There's a ton of things. And it's what is right for that individual and getting focused in on what's their strength as well as their target market and putting those two things together excels them. And one of the things I love when a client tells me, I don't know why I'm paying you so much money because this stuff is so easy. You just go, yeah, why don't you go back to not making it and doing it really challenging instead of doing it easy and making a ton of money? We don't have to explain brain surgery or rocket science Exactly. I think that doesn't always mean it's easy to execute and it doesn't mean that it comes naturally, but your point is well taken that Yeah, I get that on a regular basis. Lawyers will say, well, I guess I just should have known that, or I guess I should have just known to do that. Maybe it's common sense now that you're hearing it from me, right? Exactly. But generally speaking, you know, because this isn't taught in law school, because this isn't taught in most law firms, even the law firms that have, you know, big staffs of business development people, they're not in the weeds the way we are teaching lawyers all the ins and outs of how to actually maneuver through and get meetings and close meetings and keep clients. And they just don't have the capacity, which is why people, I think, go outside of the firm to try to find us. Yeah. And, you know, that goes into the coaching aspect is holding our clients accountable. Because when you have certain things that are difficult to do, you need that encouragement. You need that accountability partner that's going, Steve, you got to do this. You got to do this. You got to do this. I mean, I have a coach myself that I have used for years. And he sees the blind spots. He sees those different things. And the same thing that we do for our clients is to point those out, but then also to encourage them and say, you can do it. And then watch them do it and give them those techniques so that they can repeat it again and again. And 
the accountability, I think, is an important element in all the things that we do in our lives. And, you know, you talked about charity. You know, I did a charity fundraiser back in February for the Alzheimer's Association. And the accountability was if they donated a certain amount, certain things I had to do, like shave my head or get shot by a paintball gun. Those kind of things go hand in hand with what we do on a regular basis with the accountability. Because, look, if I didn't have to do anything and just get money, I don't think we would have raised as much money as we did. And I mean, so it's- a- But out of curiosity, what's the going rate to shoot you with a paintball gun? Because I have some extra money sitting in my bank right now. $500. But, dude, I just got to get out to California. I will shoot you a couple of times. I have to actually share with you some of the videos <laughs> that we took. And the just the amount of- pleasure on these people's faces yeah. shooting me was, was disturbing. Was I right? The speed that you run before you get shot and the speed you run after you get hit once are different speeds. Was that an accurate description I gave you? That is an accurate one. And <laughs> here's the other thing is it was, have you ever gone to an amusement park where they had the gun shooting gallery and they had sure. a duck, you hit it and it went back. Yeah, that was me. That was you. I was 20 feet away from them. And all I was doing was running back and 20 forth. feet. It should be like 200 feet. No, it was 20. You don't get and hit so they 20 were like, feet. And they were automatic weapons. So it was like, oh, pop, 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 oh, pop, pop, pop. no, no. And there were three people shooting at one time. They put it this way. We went through over 500 rounds. Wow. And so I've got quite a few and I still do. I have quite a few welts on my body. But you know what? It's for the Alzheimer's Association, which is near and dear to my heart. So it was like, this is good because, look, people that have Alzheimer's are getting hit every day. It doesn't go away. My stuff, that shit goes away after a while. So it's not that big. And Gary, there's a lot of people that I know are not better than me, but you're better than me. I would never do that. I would never put myself literally on the line to get popped for much. You know, it'd have to be like a tremendous amount of money. And P.S. It'd have to go into my bank account. That's, right? Right. So that's the difference between your love of people and of helping people yeah. and mine. I've got I love people and I love helping people. But I think it's just a little less than you. I'm just putting that out there. So yeah. listen, I think there's two things I want to accomplish in this broadcast. Number one. I do want to talk a little bit about our deliverables, not as a selling point, but just as a, a way for people to understand. You talked about our similarities. I'd also like to talk about our differences because mm-hmm. I think while our philosophies are the same in how we keep positive and the accountability and what we're working with our clients on, the way we deliver is a little different. So I want to talk about that for just a minute or two. And then I want to transition to what we call dueling banjos, where you and I can talk about business development, like what are kind of the top three or four main challenges that we're seeing lately with our lawyers? And then what are the things that we're sort of working with them on day in and day out to help them overcome them and grow their book and maybe live better lives and stuff like that? Love it. From a deliverable, you know, I'll give you an example. Like, I don't work with law firms. I'm only working with individual attorneys. Do you work with law firms and work with individual attorneys? All right. So just individual attorneys. So that's where we're the same. What are you putting together? Like without getting into a lot of details, but what's like the package? Like if I'm an attorney and I say, Hey Gary, I want to coach. I heard good things about you and that you like getting hit by paintball. Like, how do I hire you? Like what's your deliverable or how many deliverables do you have? And like, is that all customized? Like, what are you doing? It is all customized, but how I break it down is three easy parts, foundation, strategy, accountability. Those are the three. So foundation is branding and messaging. So it's personal branding and messaging. 
Because without a foundation, it's like when you build a house, if you don't have a strong foundation, it's going to go. Yep, down. crumble. So got to have a strong foundation. That's where we start. So as soon as you have your messaging and your branding solid, then we start dealing with strategies. Strategies can be networking, social media, speaking, writing, you know, so on and so forth. So those are the strategies. And then it's the accountability to actually do the strategies because strategy, you know, without execution is nothing. Yeah. I mean, it's a piece of paper, you know, you could read a book then. Books it's a dream. Not anything else. It's like a dream or it's a nice thought. Exactly. And I heard hope is not a strategy. Hope is not a strategy. I don't know. <laughs> And then what's your deliverable? Like, is it you're meeting with them one-on-one? You're meeting how often? Like, I know that's all customizable too, but is it primarily the deal? I meet with almost every single one of my clients once a week. Okay. So they're seeing every week. The other aspect of it is I tell them I'm their virtual chief marketing officer and they can call me 24 seven. Oh, that's nice. I'm accessible to them. Now, if they call me at two o'clock in the morning, I ain't answering the phone, but I'll get back to them. But the key thing is I always want them to think of things and go, I need to call Gary. I got this idea. I got to call Gary instead of let's wait until we meet because they forget about it. And so it's just the continually working on their marketing on a regular basis. And you're using the term marketing. Is that different than business development or is that the same as business development? Same. Okay. So we're just using a general word of marketing as an overarching business development, marketing, all branding, all in one. That's it. Yep. Okay. Got it. All right. Now back to you. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) What about me? So what are your deliverables for your clients? Well, interestingly enough, I really have, I have four deliverables in two different packages. So one is it's a combination always, it's always for me of coaching and training. So while people need individual coaching because they need help putting together that plan, they need help with the strategies and all that. What I found was that I was spending all my coaching time on their, where it should be on them personally and on their personal stuff, giving them lessons and training and skills building. And I Mm -hmm. said, this isn't working. I need to put groups of lawyers together where I can go through modules and go through content to teach them networking, to teach them development of strategic partners, branding, and most importantly, what I call sales-free selling or teaching them how to actually walk a buyer through a buying decision. So it's really everything they need to know to be successful, but it's done through being in a class once a week or once every other week. Um, Again, so I've got two different classes that I teach. And again, depending on how much someone needs. So it's all about right evaluation and identifying if they have the needs, they go in one program. If they have little less needs, like for example, let's say it's somebody like an estate planner that is closing 19 out of 20 deals. Well, I don't know that estate planner, unless I find out their rates are so low that they're giving it away or just whatever, that they may not need to learn how to be a better sales-free seller or to work, to walk a buyer through a buying process because they're closing 19 out of 20. I mean, what am I going to make it 19 and a half or right? I mean, how much better could they be at that point? So they may not need to go through my full program. So I have sort of a backup program for people that need more prospecting, you know, like marketing prospecting, how to get in front of it and get at bats. So that's yeah. one thing. Then the other thing is those rainmaker and business developer roundtables. So this is mainly for people that have either been through my program and now they just want to sustain after working with me by getting together with other attorneys in different practice areas and holding each other accountable, sharing ideas, mm-hmm. talking about their goals, talking, how are they doing in Q2 to get to here? How are you doing yeah. to get to your numbers? 
And then I've got one that's under a million in originations and one group that's few groups that are under a million and few groups that are above a million, as high as 8 million. And, you know, they all have similar challenges. And so it's great to see them work together, share ideas, you know, here's how you better delegate or here's how you, you know, use LinkedIn more effectively, or this is what I just tried and it worked for me. And they're sharing these ideas. It's really amazing to watch the collaboration as it unfolds right in front of me. And I don't have to really coach much because, you know, they're just like coaching each other. Yeah. But you're moderating it. Right. And you're moving things around and making sure that people are on point. That's a huge skill to have. No, I mean, right. And I think I have that pretty well down in the sense that I I'm structured. I know how to move things forward. If somebody's getting a little long winded, I know how to cut them off without being a jerk and also have some fun right? Like we're having fun. I like having fun. And while it's serious stuff that we're talking about, can we have some laughs? Can we, you know, goof around a little bit? Yeah. I think that's a part of what makes, you know, who else is going to sit on a 90 minute, you know, zoom call with me if we're not keeping it engaging and fun and entertaining and also getting good value. Like no lawyer wants to do that. So I really have to step up and make sure, I mean, one of my classes this week, they absolutely loved it is I actually broke, I have 12 people in a class and I broke them up into two groups had them choose a team name and we played what I call frets and jeopardy. And it's not jeopardy about me personally, it's jeopardy about all the stuff that they've learned over the last, you know, six to 12 weeks. So on on one hand, I'm testing them, seeing their competitive juices flowing, but also learning from each other because while some people have been in my program for six months, some others just started. So the ones that just started are just kind of sitting back and kind of scrawling notes and listening and taking it in. And maybe they come up with an answer, but mostly it's the older people that have been with me a while that kind of know the stuff and they become the teacher. And I love that. Like when someone does stuff right, then you know, you've got them. Yep. And I love that aspect because it also, I'm sure brings those new people. They connect with the older guys. And I say guys, just people, the other attorneys, but they are connecting with them because you're in this competitive arena. You're like, okay, I got to try and step up my game. I have to contribute to this. And then when they do, and it's right, they go, oh my God, I actually know this stuff. Like I'm not really the I am, but I'm not. And then that just gets them to go up and then they contribute more. That gets to the collaboration that you were talking about. Because if you get everybody collaborating, that's a beautiful thing. That's Nirvana. Yeah. So I love the idea of coaching. I mean, that's to your point earlier is like a foundational thing. You have to have the one-on-one, the accountability, the coaching, working with everybody's different. Everybody's got this different practice area, different position in the firm, different book, different targets. But then the skills translate very well from a personal injury to an estate planner, to a litigator at a big firm, to IP. And they all are learning the same skills because they just have to customize them for themselves and they have to customize yep. them for their practice area. But I work yeah. with them on that. But setting an agenda it doesn't, you know, is a part of a process. It doesn't change that much if you're going to meet a GC or if you're going to meet a mom and pa for an estate plan or you know, husband yeah. and wife for an estate plan, mom and pa. Yeah. Sound like I'm talking about mom and pa kettle. Maybe that's <laughs> elder law. I guess elder law, right? <laughs> anyway, so let me, let's transition, Gary, to give me an example of, one of the main challenges that you're seeing right now with one of your clients, what you see is like maybe an ongoing issue that the lawyers you're working with are having. And then what are you working with them on to help resolve it? It's a great question. I mean, one of the biggest things is networking. Yeah. And do we network in person or do we not? And, you know, you and I are both group leaders of groups and provisors. Sure. And I'm finding, you know, some people are comfortable about in person, some people are not. 
but it's helping them navigate through that because a lot of attorneys are like, you know what? I don't care if they're comfortable or not. We're meeting in person, you know? Okay. That's not going to help you out with your business development. Let me tell you right now, that's not going to help you out with that person liking you or trusting you. You do have to start out with being compassionate because everybody has different situations. And at the same time, what do you do and what don't you do? Because it's a different landscape now. And helping them navigate through that and being able to pick up on certain cues that other people are saying when you're in person, because sometimes we forget about it and getting them back on the bicycle that's, okay, I'm in person now. What do I need to do? What's appropriate now? And also what's not appropriate right now too, because you can hurt yourself in a big, big way. But it's just fine tuning those old skills that we had before that they may have not done these things before. So I think that's one of my biggest ones. Okay. Yeah. And I would say that, you know, similar people are transitioning to -to face-to-face meetings, lunches, coffees, dinners, ball games, golf, et cetera. And I think you're right. It's got to be permission-based. It's got to be something where, you know, what would you prefer? Make it all about the other person. And if they're game, then great. And then I would say the other thing that's missing is having a process for networking. I think most people go out and they just meet and the meeting happens and they make a friend and it sounds like all is good. And then it usually ends this way. And you tell me if you heard this before. This was so great, Gary. Uh, let's keep in touch and keep our eyes open for each other. But this was really wonderful. Take care. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. And that's the meeting. Right? Almost every time. Almost every time. Yep. And while that may work out for some people, us humans may need to have a little more process in getting results with the time that we're investing, because I would say I can't remember a time when my clients have been busier. So I know that there's some people, you know, struggling and there's people that are hurting for work and all that, not the people I'm working with, the people I'm working with. And if they don't have enough work, I'm giving them things to do. Right. But most of the people are getting crushed on hours. They don't know how Mm -hmm. to delegate. There's all kinds of things going on. So to spend a lot of time networking and not get any kind of real result out of it is a concern. Absolutely. I totally agree with, and I think probably 95% of attorneys out there do not have any process. They quote unquote wing it. Yeah. I mean, you and I, we see that all the time. One of the most insulting questions that you can ask somebody when you're at a lunch with them is, so see, what do you do for a living? Yeah. I'm a truck driver. Really? Oh, you couldn't have spent five minutes figuring out what the hell I do. Yeah. I mean, really five minutes. Why are we Um, meeting? Who are you? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like, and I'm telling you, it is really insulting. And at the same time, when you do the research beforehand and you look for those connection points, like for instance, when you and I first met, the research that I did beforehand with you was Chicago Bulls suck. That was my main thing. That's my connection. I'm like, you know, being a Laker fan and seeing 23 behind you, you know, you and I had that conversation. I mean, the first time we came on, I was like, damn you. But that was loaded. I mean, I loaded that up in my brain beforehand. I was going to hit you with that for two reasons. One, I wanted to connect with you. And two, I wanted to see if you had any sense of humor. If you're like, no, Jordan's the best. Screw you. We're done. I'm like, all right, we're not a good connection. Between yeah, this guy can't take it. Exactly. He has no sense of humor. And I need people that have sense of humor because I'm so screwed up. So didn't everybody tell you that I'm a dainty flower? You are. With super thin, with super thin snowflake, with super thin skin. Listen, (laughs) man, I work with lawyers all day, just like you. So if our skin isn't a little thicker, we got a bigger problem right there. Yeah. Huge problem. But But I I think your process is right on. 
So the idea that you're you're talking about is, all right, so before you meet with someone, do your research, yeah. know what to talk to them about to get the motor started. Yeah. And when you're in the actual networking meeting live or Zoom, you know, come up with a process, whether you steal mm -hmm. it from someone else or you make it up on your own. Think about it. How are you going to share the talk time so someone doesn't dominate? How are you going to come up and figure out how you're going to connect this person? Because networking is all about giving and receiving and having a good reciprocation. Uh, it can't just be one-sided because someone's going to feel slighted when that yeah. happens. So we really need to work on that. And you can do that and just build karma and, and get taken into the air with karma. I did that and it didn't yeah. give me any business, but I got lots of karma. Yeah. Having some structure to the meeting and then making sure that you have a next step at the end, right? I mean, that's kind of what we're talking about. It's really, and I'm so glad that you had addressed that is because it's probably the biggest fall down that people have is they have no follow-up, zero. Yeah. Like zero, unless they see somebody, oh, hey, what's up? Like at a meeting or at an event or whatever. And it's like, really? Unless the only time I say you shouldn't follow up, so you don't like the person. If, if you cannot add any value to them and it's like, all right, this is a half hour. I got to go. Let's get off. That I think is an important element to follow up because you do. You have to yeah. follow up in order to, to continue to build a deep relationship with people. That's what most attorneys do is they build relationships or that's what they should be doing is building those relationships. Let me throw out a, an analogy that maybe someone's heard me talk about before, but the way that I consider networking, you're really looking to develop strategic partners. And those are the people that are most likely to be able to refer you once or maybe even on an ongoing basis, obviously ongoing basis being better. So yeah. if you're an estate planning attorney and you're networking with financial planners, you probably can't work with 20 or 30 or 40, right? There's probably right. going to be two or three, but you want the best two or three, not only right. the best in what they do, but also the best in their referability to you. Because if they're not sending you stuff and you're sending them all your things and you're not getting that reciprocation, well, then you're kind of missing an opportunity to have that quid pro with someone who is interested in referring you as well as accepting your referrals and so I think yeah. about it like a baseball scout where we have to go out and we have to look for talent. We have to look for the people that are nice, that are good networkers, that are trustworthy, that get it. And then we have to slowly give them something to do and do something for them. See how they respond. Do they follow up? Do they return calls? Do they keep rescheduling on you? Do they keep blowing you off? Well, if that's so, send them back to the Dominican or the minors or wherever you found them uh, as baseball. And then you're not literally doing that, right? And then the other side of it is you find the perfect person that you've been searching for and you go, this person could play on my major league club. And then bring them up and work with them until you find out. Yeah, in fact, they can bring me five to eight deals a year. I can send them a bunch of stuff. Yep. Now, can I replicate that with CPAs? Can I replicate that with a litigation attorney who doesn't do estate planning? And yep. figure out how to build your team of, let's say, six to eight is a good number. And if mm -hmm. each of them are referring you a good amount of every year, mm -hmm. well, that's going to be a really good base of knowing that you're going to be getting that in each year. Yep, I totally agree. I mean. I actually call it the gang of five. It's called the Jackson five. Yeah. Well, I'm Maybe not a not. huge Michael Jackson fan. I oh. know you are. What is that? Like a little beat it, a little thriller. That's okay. <laughs> Get controversial. <laughs> <laughs> but I think you're right on. And, and again, if you don't have a strategy or a plan, you're never going to get it. I mean, one of the questions that I ask attorneys all the time is where do you get most of your business? And they say referrals. And I ask them, okay, what's your plan or strategy to get more referrals? They go, I don't have one. 
So your biggest business development is based off of randomness and inactivity. And I go, well, that sucks the way you say that. Like, <laughs> tell me something different. Like, I'm, I don't like I'm the just, way you reworded what exactly. I just said. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, do you see it differently? They're like, no, it just sucks when you say it that way. I'm, well, this is reality. And that's where the coaching comes into place that says, this is reality. However, we can change that with some training, with some techniques and having an actual plan to get more referrals. Yeah. And that is, and the follow-up is such an important element, but I think you also keyed in on something that a lot of people don't think about, which is, can this person help me out? And can I help them out? It needs to be, because there's a lot of times that people are like, oh, CPA, I, I don't get any business from them. Well, Maybe because it's not the right CPA. Maybe it's a CPA who never refers anybody out. Do you think you're going to be the golden goose? No, you're not going to be. You know, you need to look for a CPA that actually does refer business because otherwise you're just going to beat your head against the wall on a regular yeah. basis. And that's, that's frustrating. But it's probably a lot like any law firm. There's probably one or two people that are actively doing business development and the rest of the people are knocking out work. Well, the one knocking out work isn't the one you probably want to network with because right. they're not out meeting people. Their network is minimal and their ability to refer is minimal and yep. it's not their own clients. So, you know, maybe it's a plug for lawyers, CPAs, anybody to go out and get business because your referability level goes way up when you have a network, when you can find people for other people, well, guess what? You know, that's all going to come back in spades. So just another thing to consider is, you know, think about your future and as you're, considering, you know, building as many hours as you can and making as much money doing that. But are you really setting up for your future to be sustainable if things go south or if a recession happens or if your partner leaves or the one that's feeding you or your right now, like all these firms are getting bought. So, you know, you thought your firm was a 30 person firm was safe and it gets absorbed by a monster. Now you're in a pit. Oh, yeah. Yep. It's all about power, yeah. you know, and the person who brings in the business has all the power. It's not the greatest technician. It's not the greatest, you know, attorney. It's yeah. the one that can bring in the business. That person will be the last one to get let go. First let, person to let go is the technician who doesn't bring in any business and they've just been fed. I was talking to one of my clients today and the question was asked, what's your billable hour requirements? And you know what he said? He says, they don't care if I bill any hours because I bring in so much business. Right. I mean, think about yep. that. Think about the yeah, power, of, power of a lawyer doesn't need to bring in. Now he does still bill a ton of hours. And that's what I'm trying to get him to do is to transition and delegate better and get those hours off of his. It's not that he doesn't enjoy the law. He knows that he's the Michael Jordan of his firm. He's got to get out on the yeah. court and play the business development yeah. game. And he's not getting yeah. to do enough of it because he's billing hours. So we that's get it. it. It's so, so yeah. true. I feel like we could probably go another hour. What I think or I might two. do is I might have you come back. Maybe we make this three peat. a three peat. And if we do that, twice, like the Lakers did. Oh, you mean twice? Like the bulls did. Ooh. <laughs> ow. Is your nose bleeding? Okay. Hey, everybody. Let's give a warm round of thanks to Gary. Who's got a, <laughs> got a bloody nose right now from my comment. But listen, man, you're awesome. I love the way that you work with your people. And if people Back want to get you. in touch with you, they say, look, this guy is who I want to work with, or this is a guy I want to kind of follow. How do people get in touch with you? I would say the easiest way is just go LinkedIn. Find yeah. me on LinkedIn, which is very easy to do and connect with me on LinkedIn. You're Gary Johnson in the country, right? So no problem there. 
I'm not the Gary Johnson who ran for the Libertarian Party in 2012 for the president of the United States. Okay. All right. Well, that's so, given us a little bit of a heads up. So LinkedIn, <laughs> is, LinkedIn is the way to get you. Give your website too. Website is j2marketingconsultants.com. Awesome. Yeah. So thank you again, Steve. I mean, I always love hanging out with you. It's just too much of a pleasure, actually. You know, and there's people out there that don't think you know, friendly competitors can get along and have a good time and refer each other and work together. And the answer is you're nuts. We have to have a mindset of abundancy. And the more you do, the more you get and the more that things work out. So listen, at the mm -hmm. end of the day, Gary, right, it's all about being that lawyer, someone who's confident, yep. organized and a skilled rainmaker. And that's what we're helping to changing lives, making them into rainmakers so that they can have the power and the confidence to keep the thing going, which is awesome. a good thing. It's, it's a good a thing. thing. It is. Thanks for coming on and we'll have thanks you for having me on. Hey, my pleasure. All right, everybody. Listen, thanks for spending some time with Gary and I. Hopefully you got a couple of takeaways. If not, maybe a few laughs. We had a good time together. Hopefully you did too. Hey, everybody, please keep the date open. August 20th, me and superstar marketing expert Frank Ramos are going to be doing a two hour, two time event coming up on everything sales and marketing related to grow your law practice. Check it out at fretson.com programs. And you'll see what it's all about. And you can register right there from my website. Hope to see you there. Be safe, be well, and keep that business development foot on the pedal. Talk to you later. Thanks for listening to Be That Lawyer. Life-changing strategies and resources for growing a successful law practice. Visit Steve's website, fretson.com, for additional information and to stay up to date on the latest legal business development and marketing trends. For more information and important links about today's episode, check out today's show notes.